and welcome to AFL by Dummies, the only show where we really appreciate what Fremantle did on the weekend because it shows that we aren't the only team that's affected by losing one of our most important players. And I would say, Tom Cruiser, we're still winning as a result of losing Alex. <laughs> I would hope so. I would hope so. <laughs> In fact, some people could be... Well, it could be said that we're actually playing better than previously. Um <laughs> What a big week of football. Uh, a lot of strange results. Yes, um, real strange, real interesting. I think it was a fun round. I think I would describe it as a fun fun round to watch. A tipper's nightmare is what I'd describe yeah. it as, <laughs> as is the coming weekend, to be honest, but we'll get to that later. Um, I think both of our highlights of the week is going to be pretty similar here. Mm-hmm. It has to be the M&D um, game yesterday. So obviously the game's to uh, raise awareness for motor neuron disease. Um it's just a great cause. They got all 18 uh, coaches there yesterday, which you really liked. Yeah, that, that was an awesome thing. Um, I was watching it uh, on the way home and then got to the got, got home and just, just in time for the bounce. So I got to see most of the coaches go down. Um, there were some absolute crackers. I really liked Alistair Clarkson going as a horse. He dressed up in Sydney Swans gear and <laughs> went down with a horse's head and a coffee cup. It was really, really good. There was one, some, some that I didn't get that I got like afterward, like uh, the GWS coach. Uh, Leon, Cameron. Leon Cameron went down in a Ferrari F1 outfit because he's driving a Ferrari that is the GWS Giants. <laughs> and I thought that I thought those two were especially good. And any type of self-deprecation seen from the coaches was uh, really, really refreshing to see. Refreshing. Was that a pun on the fact that they were going into an ice bath? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I did think that after um, uh, Dennis Pagan uh, went down the slide, he did his hammy. Um, if, if, if you saw that. No, I didn't actually. Um, oh, it was so funny. He's trying to get out and he slips. And he's apparently, the rumour is he's torn it off the bone and needs surgery. That's the rumour. <laughs> no way. And I laughed because I, uh, I thought, well, you should really just go back into the ice bath if you just did a, did a hammer. <laughs> so... Yeah, it was already like sitting there waiting for him. Yeah, it was yeah, actually yeah. the best place to injure yourself when yeah. you think about it. No, I really love the cause. Uh, I was actually on a train out of the city at the end of the game, so the Richmond station was obviously full with all yeah, the yeah. Um, spectators from the game, and there were so many people wearing the uh, obviously the blue and white beanies, and it's just a great cause, and it's a great sign that so many people bought the beanies. There was more blue and white than there was red, blue, black and white. Um, yeah, 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 it was an awesome, awesome, awesome event to uh, to see, and I would love to go next year. Like, I think if anyone's listening, they they should definitely like plan that in as like something they should go to, even as like a neutral supporter. Hypothetically, if this show's still running, we should do a AFL by Dummies exclusive excursion <laughs> live at live at Big Freeze at the G. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, if we have our show at like Monday at three o'clock instead, and there's a game on, we just. We do the show from the game. <laughs> In the Collingwood years. And we're just talking about something and then it's like, oh, Collingwood He's kicked another goal. goal. <laughs> just the number of interruptions would make it very hard to do an actual show. So I don't think we should do that, but hypothetically, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> uh, you're up first, Cruiser. What have you got for us? So um, leading in from this game, so actual football, uh, the actual game was quite a spectacle to see. Collingwood came out and from the word go, the entire match were just 
very impressive and Electric. just so much better than Melbourne. Again, Melbourne falling at the big stage. But one thing caught my eye was that this big American 211 centimetre guy kicked five goals. Who would have thought? Yeah, I know. An American kicking five goals in an Australian game. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's something that you would never think to happen and then it happened. Um, but I've just got word, so this is a, a Sin AFL by Dummies exclusive, that after an impressive game on the weekend, the Australian government have, in a move, um, declared Mason Cox the new US president. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wait, um, the Australian de- government declared the US president. So, yeah, I'll explain it further. So after a horror two years, obviously the Trump Trump administration has not done a great job at maintaining trust within its allies. So um, they're moving past Donald Trump. And like Australia's colonial history, they're just trying to forget it ever happened. Yep. Right. So in what was a closed-door deal, Mason, the American Pie Cox, will sign for a two-year deal whereby he is not only kicking goals for Collingwood but uh, dealing all direct U.S. foreign policy between uh, America and Australia. So his first port of call will be to increase the size of the doors from to seven foot one so he doesn't have to duck under them because um, he's, a, I think he's seven foot exactly. So seven yeah. foot one, just give him the right amount of room. Then the second one is less uh, less uh, prevalent in a society. He'll tackle gun control. I think yeah. that's next on the agenda. Yeah. He doesn't do a lot of tackling on the football field, but he'll compensate. He'll, 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 yeah, he'll compensate. Yeah. However, the U.S. Embassy have yet to comment on the decision as they have more pressing issues on their mind, um, like trying not to annoy Kim Jong-un in Singapore. No, I think they're trying to annoy him. (laughs) But uh, we'll let that one slide. Um, But seriously, it's awesome to see a U.S. citizen duel at our game. Now we can say an American took our job, (laughs) 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 Um, which is always good to say. Yeah. As well as this, there is a rumour that he's going to run for president in 2020. Like, actually, so the US will have to recognise him. So it'll be a tight race between him, Trump and Kanye. Yeah. Uh, my question is, if can there, any of the other candidates kick five at the G? If they can't, I think I'm going to give my vote to Mason Cox. Yeah, I don't think any of the other ones can yeah. kick five at the G. I don't think G. Kanye can. No. Um, Trump's got too small of a hands to do it, so yeah. it's okay. And, oh, wait, something's just coming in. Apparently we're not, as as Australians, allowed to vote for the president. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm not going to vote for him. Just stick to kicking goals and taking big grabs for now. For now. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, he had a big weekend. I can't believe. It's huge. He's only kicked 11 goals for the year, so I'm not going to declare him as the best player in the league sort of thing. Like, you know, (laughs) the media hypes him up to be. But, you know, it's always good to see him doing well. Interesting how there's no uproar that an American's taking our jobs. <laughs> mm. Oh, chuck on political. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably not my ex- area of expertise, so we're just going to move right <laughs> along. Um, something needs to be talked about in the AFL, um, and it's not the score review system, although that does need to be talked about. Don't even get me started nah. on the Jake Stringer think, one for I the think, weekend. I think we're just going to boycott that. <laughs> just for those who didn't see it, Jake Stringer kicked a goal. The um- on-field umpire called it touched. Um, but then they decided to review it, and the person doing the review was looking at the wrong player who touched the ball. Uh. So he's like, well, he obviously didn't touch it, when we can clearly see on the camera that another player has touched it. 
Uh, I would love that that twenty seconds to be put in like far, like in time lapse, and then they just play Benny Hill music over the top. That's what that's what that reminds me. <laughs> I just want to know what he's thinking. He's like, oh well, that player got nowhere near it. Of course, he got nowhere near it. It's the wrong player. <laughs> Anyways, we're just going to move on from that. Something else needs to be talked about, and it's the LED lighting. Um, oh, so yep. in round three, uh, West Coast Geelong was actually a pretty good game in the end, but was marred by uh, a few injuries to a few of the Hawks players, uh, Geelong players, sorry. I can't remember who it was. I think it was Blitzard was one of them. Yeah, and then there was um, a second one. And there was one. a second, there was two players, I don't I remember the second yeah, player. Blitzards and one other player um, ran into the boundary line, essentially, um, or the fence on the boundary line with the LED lighting, and they got um, severe cuts on them. Uh, Blitzarves actually needed 14 stitches for two cuts mm. on his hand, yeah. which is ridiculous. Like, that is a lot of damage to your hand. Um, so it got talked about then, and at uh, Optus Stadium, they fixed the problem, or they put some coating on it, which they, makes it... I think it, they put Perspex on it. Yeah, know. which makes it a little... Uh, I don't know, less abrasive as mm-hmm. such. Well, on the weekend at GMHBA Stadium, Geelong start- decided, well, that tactic worked really well against us. It got rid of Blitzarves off the field for a little while. Let's use it and get rid of Jack Siebel, uh, the <laughs> North Melbourne captain. Um, so Jack Siebel went into the wall on the weekend with just his knees, and he had two massive cuts on his knees. Like, it was just bleeding. It was very, very red, and it's just ridiculous. Surely, if something comes up at Optus Stadium in round three, right, mm-hmm. and someone needs 14 stitches for something that, I mean, running slowly into the fence should only take a couple of... Uh, shouldn't take any stitches, sorry. It should just be maybe a cut at worst, a little cut. Like, surely they would have fixed that at all the grounds. Yeah. Not it's... just Optus Stadium. There needed to be a like AFL-wide or all grounds across Australia just needed to be checked, essentially, and made sure it was safe for the players. We're doing everything with, like, the concussion rule to make sure players are safe. But, like, this is just not looking after the players' safety at all. It's yeah. I think it's a farce, honestly. It's crazy how something can happen and it can be so severe in one case and then nine weeks later it pops up again because, oh, we didn't do it at another stadium. We only fixed it at the one stadium. I hope that... What happened to Jack Siebel on the weekend will be a lesson and the AFL will not only fix all the grounds in Australia for just this issue, but if another issue pops up in the future, they get it you know, fixed immediately. Not just when someone gets injured. There is a difference between being proactive and reactive and I think the AFL was a little too reactive on this and I'm just not a fan of it at all. I think it's a farce. Yeah, I totally agree. It was it was a bit ridiculous. They've they've now told all the stadiums to have a look. A bit late for that, I, I think. And like you said, they're doing all they can for on the field. Like like on the field stuff in terms of concussion, the sliding uh, the sliding rule you know, on other players' legs, which Ducking is con- your head. which is contentious, uh, which is a contentious rule at the moment. After players are going are going straight for the ball and getting to the ball first and still getting pinged for that rule, but on this issue, which is really really fixable, just like. Forgetting yep. about it. The AFL has another serious issue. This is almost worse than the LED lighting. Like, this is pretty bad, Kreza. Okay. Um, I'm intrigued. So, it's, it's got to do with the prices of admission, right? Oh, no. Yep. The, the, this segment is close to my heart. <laughs> so, you well, we all know that it's about $17 for a concession. Um, yep. So, for us, so... It's not too bad for a game. 
right? Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to go see a training drill on Saturday night at Etihad Stadium, <laughs> if I wanted to see the Sydney training drill, <laughs> then I would expect to get in for free, to be honest. <laughs> I, I think it's highly unfair and a bit unrealistic of the AFL to think they can start charging me to see a training drill. Or at least a discount. Like, the first quarter was a training drill. So maybe cut 25% off sale, you know? <laughs> yeah, fair Appa- enough. Apparently, like that. apart from the first quarter, Sydney only won that game by 10 points. Apart from the first quarter. So yeah, but I, everyone I'm had left board. after the first quarter. <laughs> so so <laughs> I'm expecting free entry. I'm on board with a national rebate scheme. So... Every every game is weighted, like the price is weighted on how good it was after the fact, and then you can line back up and get your money if it's a bad or game. You know how there's those restaurants how you pay after you've eaten in terms of the quality of the food, so there's mm-hmm. no actual price on it. Yeah, do that with the AFL because I don't. I think people would have been asking to be paid by Eddie Had to oh, watch man. that no, game. No, but on even the... the the GWS Gold Coast game, which well, that was the other thing yeah. I was going to bring up. Like, it's not just to object to Melbourne as well, <laughs> like. For those who went to Spotless Stadium at 4.35 on Saturday afternoon would have experienced a similar event. <laughs> they, they should have been paid and knighted for going to that game. Yeah, exactly. It, like, they should be paid to at least make the stadium look a third full. <laughs> it reminds me of the North, the North Korea in the World Cup. They paid Chinese nationals to pretend to be North Korean fans. That's what I think should happen. <laughs> I think they should just pay pay Gold Coast people to be pay fans. To, yeah, to be fans, quotation marks, marks inserted. But no, AFL, you have a serious problem there. I just wanted to bring that up. Short and sharp, training <laughs> drills should be free of charge. Now, moving on to my stat, which somewhat links to this. Chuck, I'm going to talk about attendances this year. I just wanted to get your opinion on this. So... The average, so I'm looking at a table now that breaks down all the averages per team. So obviously you would know that the highest average total um, crowd that watches a game, which team would that be? Well, that would be Richmond. Yeah, it would always be Richmond. It's It would be comfortable as well, wouldn't it? Yes, it's pretty comfortable. It's uh, I think they're just under 6,000 more than the next, which is obviously Collingwood. Um, but down the bottom, you would think that the lowest is Gold Coast for average crowd? I don't know. They've been doing a lot of away trips. So that's the, the thing, is that they haven't had a home ground to get bad attendances at. <laughs> yeah. Normally it's the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't count. So when they go to Perth three or two, two weeks in a row... They get the Perth crowd. So yeah. their average is higher than Greater Western Sydney's by a considered like a fifteen hundred pe- like fifteen hundred people. So on average. Yeah, on average. Yeah. Which is pretty good. And then the lowest Melbourne team is North Melbourne, despite doing well. Yeah, I thought <laughs> it was still, gonna be North Melbourne. Yeah, they still can't get anyone with the an average home and away crowd this season of twenty four thousand. They do play a few games at Tasmania as well, keep that yeah. in mind. So I think I think there is a trend because the lo- three lowest Melbourne teams are St Kilda, Western Bulldogs, North and Mel- North Melbourne. What's the trend there? So Western Bulldogs sell a lot of their games to Bendigo. Yeah. Um, and I think two games to the countryside at the least. I know I there's... Well, it's Ballarat. Ballarat, They're yeah. two to Ballarat. Two to Ballarat. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
Obviously, North Melbourne have had at least two at Tassie. Yeah. And then St Kilda have just played woeful football. So, Well, yeah, you St Kilda's low... barely a football side. Yeah, so you get low, low, low teams with low quality crowds to that. I but... don't think Western Bulldogs' attendance is hurt by playing games in Ballarat. If I was a Western Bulldogs fan, I'd be staying at home as well at the moment. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would probably have to agree with that. They're, they're lower than St Kilda, which is saying something. Oh, no way. <laughs> um, so there's that. Now I wanted to go into, so this, so we, how many game, rounds have we played? We played 12. 12 rounds. So the total attendance at the MCG is around 138,000, uh, no, 1,385,261, which is Pretty good, yep. um, I would say, for the MCG. Just to make sure, there are three stadiums that have had a less less people at them than the, the stadium in China, the Jingwang, Jingwang Stadium. Yeah. Which are, what are those three stadiums? Uh, so it'll be Alice Springs. Uh, I don't know what it's called, the Alice um, Springs yeah, ground. Yeah. It's like Traeger, Traeger Park. Park. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Yeah. I'm actually stoked with that one. <laughs> uh, it will probably be Cairns would be the other one. Uh, I have no idea what this yeah, is. Yeah, I think I think it's Cairns. It's Eureka Stadium and Kazali Stadium. Are the Kazali's yeah. is uh, the one in Cairns and Eureka's the one in Ballarat. Yeah. And the bottom two just make up the Jingwang Stadium, I think, by about 100 yeah. Um, so there were about 10,680 yeah, people. Most of the people that went to that China game were Australians. Australian, yeah. And most of the people were outside at the, like, the merchandise and the food places whilst the game was on. Attendance <laughs> <laughs> was 10,000, but it looks like there's about 300 people uh, in yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably counting the, the sellers there. I think it's interesting to look at the average crowds and to see where they're falling, like the, the teams are falling down anyway. Like you you. See see St Kilda in trouble on the field, in trouble off the field in terms of debt. And I was reading like, if let's say Alan Richardson go, goes as coach, they don't have the money to pay out his contract. So they kind of just have to be in a position where they just stay there. And then and if they keep playing badly, they're going to keep getting worse crowds and they're not going to make, make any money. So it becomes a real predicament. And I think I like to see that the the teams that are doing well are getting good crowds and the teams that aren't doing well aren't getting good crowds because that gives me faith in, like, the system. I would love to look at, like, Collingwood a couple years ago when they weren't doing as well as they are now. They always get big fans. Yeah, yeah, irrespective. But I would, would love to see how much less they got if they're not doing well. Now, Chuck, last night... All 18 coaches, I think for the first time, went to Gillian McLaughlin's house for a ni- nice dinner. Um, everyone, they all brought, brought a bottle of wine with them, just sit down, have a chat about the state of the game, any queries that they had. Well, they bought a bottle of wine and they started whining, essentially, yeah, yeah, is basically. what they did. Um, so, in the spirit of that dinner, I've gone and written up uh, a statement or a question that each club would probably have asked Gil. Now, I wasn't in the room when it happened, but we can all be pretty safe to assume that most of these happened, yep. if not all of them. I'm going to start going alphabetical order. So, Adelaide definitely would have asked for a game every two weeks. 
yep. or to play the game in one of those bubbles, like bubble soccer. I think they would have loved to play it at bubble, <laughs> bubble football just to protect their, their players. Maybe maybe play it in cotton wool as well. Um, <laughs> or just to end the season and start pre-season. Just start pre-season already. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Brisbane definitely would have asked, um, whispered to Gillian McLaughlin to get rid of the Gold Coast so they stopped giving Queensland a bad name. Like Brisbane's doing a better job. Um, I think Brisbane, we could talk about later, but I think Brisbane are on the right track. I think they're just a young team. But Carlton, on the other hand, they definitely, they, they would have been like wink, wink, nudge, nudge, no priority prick. But as they're saying it, just passed Gil a brown paper bag and Gil had opened it up, seen what it was, and just given them priority pick. Yep. Um, <laughs> Collingwood Football Club, on brand, I think they would have kept Trump as president so Mason Cox stays in Australia. Yep. Essendon definitely would have gone up to Gil and said, so we have this doctor. <laughs> um, and um, I don't know what would have happened after that, but I think that's what it would have started with. So we found a loophole. <laughs> <laughs> so and then Frio moving along um, would have said, um, "So we have this money we can give you. Give you if you stop mentioning." Um, how we can't kick more than 100 points. <laughs> Sounds eerily familiar to Hush Money, but we won't talk about it. No. Um, we're not actually allowed to. Um, <laughs> they got to us, Creaser. <laughs> uh, Geelong definitely would have given out a piece of paper, would have been a contract. Gil would have signed it and it would have been a restraining order, so everyone had to be 15, me- 15 metres away from Gary Adler. <laughs> um, uh, GWS... They would have asked for two things. So they would have asked, um, so we know how you had that academy. They would have asked the academy back, obviously, because that's what everyone would have done. But also, they would have asked for more tape because Dylan Shields' shoulder is using all of it up and they need some more. (laughs) Hawthorne. So Hawthorne would have asked Gil if out the back of AFL headquarters... Because if you go forward and back in time, no matter which way you go, this is the only part in history where Hawthorne isn't good. So it doesn't matter where they go back in, back or forward in time. They'll just find a period where Hawthorne has premiership success. Yep. I think that would have been the key. Um, <laughs> Melbourne. I think Melbourne's Melbourne's is like... Uh, a real thinker. Melbourne would have asked everyone to be quiet during the game, like at the tennis, because they need their players to concentrate. Um, and they also would have put a media ban on the term the real deal. Yep. Uh, <laughs> they just would have been like, can we not play any big games? <laughs> no crowd. Yeah. They banned all the banned Closed all the training drills. Um, North Melbourne. Theirs, theirs is the more like legitimate one. I think theirs is just to be taken seriously as a club and pleaded with the other coaches to use their um, war chest. Yep. Because um, they haven't been able to. The Port Adelaide Football Club would have asked for more games in China because that's the only time they get media coverage. <laughs> <laughs> yep, no, uh, no disagreements here. Richmond would have asked for even more games at the MCG <laughs> because that's what they need. Yep. St Kilda, so you, you know how to score a goal it needs to go through the big sticks? <laughs> How about we change it for a week and make it if it goes through between little and the big sticks? 
I think oh that I think God. that would have gone down well in the in the dinner. Uh, Sydney would have asked to reinstate the cost of living allowance, and while you're at it, just give us Tom Lynch and all the other key forwards because you know they're going to end up at Sydney anyway. Yeah, may as well. Um, Saves the time. <laughs> West Coast would have just been like, "Nah, we're good," and then they would have just put a horse's head on the table and just said, "Next time, the grand final will be at Optus Stadium." Yeah. Yep, that's definitely what they were asking. And Western Bulldogs just would have asked one question. So, do you know what cures a hangover? (laughs) (laughs) So, I think that's that's definitely how the dinner went down. Yeah, I really like that. I honestly would like to know the sort of questions I ask. Actually, why am I saying that? Now I know. Yeah, now you know. Now you know. Um... I think I think these are more pressing issues than congestion. So I think these will come up first and congestion will be at the next dinner party. So it's fine. Yeah, yeah obviously, you have to get the big issues done first, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, I'm just going to throw out two ridiculous stats about why Queensland is a basket case. <laughs> okay. So Brisbane has shown a lot more... I don't know, potential, I think is the word, or fight this year. They haven't been blown out as much by maybe the Richmond game. And, you know, they've gotten close to winning a lot of games. They are yet to win a first quarter all year. Oh, wow. They have not been up at quarter time all year. Okay. Makes it kind of hard to win a match if you've lost your first 12 first quarters. Damn. Okay. So they're always behind at the first break. Oh, that that makes me rethink my assessment of Brisbane. Well, they're a young side as well. Normally young sides, you come out the gate really quickly and you kind of get weary towards the that, end yeah. and you get chased down. It must be their middle middle part of the game that's their strongest because they're not great finishers either. Or, you know, they're just not the strongest at any part and that's probably why they're 18th on the ladder. ladder yeah. <laughs> um, actually, I think they're 17th. I think Carlton's 18th. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, same, same, but different really. <laughs> Both going to be asking for a priority pick probably. Mm-hmm. Like you said, wink, wink. Wink, wink. Bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Gold Coast, in their last three last quarters, have scored two, two behinds. I, I know that stat. And I could not believe it when I saw it. That is... That's an indictment on AFL. Like, as a club, if that happens... Do you get to call yourself an AFL club after that? I don't think you do. Uh, I don't think you do. I, there's just It's the AFL and Gold Coast. I think that's what we're going to call it now. Yeah. And no pun intended, but they, there is no point to what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, no there's point two points. and no points. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, maybe Gold Coast have a new language. I'm just going to throw this out there. Maybe Gold Coast have a new language. So, you know how, you know, we all have our personal goals? Well, they have their personal, <laughs> personal points. points. <laughs> <laughs> And maybe maybe they don't have quarters over there. They have thirds. <laughs> Anyways, it's ridiculous what's going up in Queensland at the moment. Football needs to be done better than it's been done at the moment in both the first quarter and the last quarter because football, well, it actually started well in Queensland when Brisbane came up in 1997, but we'll ignore that fact for the sake of it being convenient for me. Um, <laughs> it hasn't started very well for them and it doesn't look like it's going to end very well for either of those teams. No, it doesn't. Now, Chrisa, mm-hmm. we all know, well, I don't know if you know it, but I've made a thing of it in the past that the one percenter is just my favourite stat ever. Yeah. I've got a thing with it. Uh, Melican the Pelican last year for yeah. his for having more one percenters than he did disposals one most weeks was uh probably <laughs> my favorite 
Uh, it's actually very possible. I found out this year. It's like it's not even as difficult as I thought. So I've got a quiz for you because, okay. I mean, you've quizzed me way too much yeah. and it's just been unfair. Now, you can take part in it if you want because this is a bit harder, but I want you to guess. I've got the top 20 here, but I just want to get the top five out is all I need today. So who do you think gets the most one percenters? I would say it would be is a midfielder. No, they're, really? they're all like backmen. Don't even go near midfielders. So Rory Laird then? No. Most disposals. No, one, okay. No, so, no, no, no. As in he most likely to get a one percenter because he has the most disposals. No. Nah. Okay. They're all big men. Really? Is Melican a big man? Uh, no, he's a medium tall. Oh, well, he's the first medium and he's at number 11. Wow. Good on him. One percenters. Um, yeah, this is by average. Mark Blitzards. Yep, he's on the list at number 13. Yeah. But think like your big, best yeah. big forwards in the league. Big forwards? Barney Frank? Uh, big big, big, big defenders, sorry. Oh, um, Phil Davis? Yep, he's number five. Wow. Alex Rance. Is number, he number four. Number four, wow. Wow, who's number one? Um, Jeez. Uh, I've talked to you about him today. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I can't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> We're glad to hear you treasure our uh, conversation so much. Anyways, um, I can help you out if you want. I'm trying to think. Another f- Carlton bats. cult hero. Well, was a cult hero. Now is just like the most hot and cold player you've ever seen in the AFL. Oh, Liam Jones. Yeah, he's serious? number three. Wow. He's, he's, he's been all right for the past few weeks. Um, but ever since that 10 goals, he, a buddy kicked against him. Yeah. Um, and eight by Tom Lynch. <laughs> yeah, and eight by Tom Lynch. Um, so who's two and one? So number two is Dougal Howard. So in round wow. one, I did a segment with Alex yep. proclaiming that he was just the greatest 1% player ever because he broke the record two games in a row for the most 1%ers in a game. And I thought he would be the leader come the end of the season. Mm-hmm. How wrong was I? Because uh, Harris Andrews is the number one 1% player wow. in the league. Can you give me a rundown of what that means, as what what, what 1%ers mean, the actual well, definition? I could give you one, but it'd be more fun if I went to the Urban Dictionary. Because okay. <laughs> okay. there's obviously a misconception about uh, yep. what 1%ers are. You obviously thought midfielders and... Um, I, I would assume that 1%ers mm-hmm. are balls... 50-50 balls that are one. No, that's just a hardball get. Okay. Um, so according to the Urban Dictionary, a one percenter is a member of an outlaw motorcycle gang. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that's a, that's the, a, one, the one percenter. I mean, the what Urban Dictionary is not the most accurate place what in the world terrifying. to go. But now I know uh, why Liam Jones is on the list. <laughs> You 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 picture scare like the scariest gangs in the world and they're like crazy names like the Banditos, the Yakuza, and then there's the One Percenters. Oh no, the One Percenters is just a member of a oh, gang. Okay. It's not the name of a gang. Okay. It's not like guys, the One Percenters are after us. <laughs> yeah, I <hate> what? <laughs> Anyways, maybe it's maybe it's like super rich bikies, the One Percenters. That's what I'm called. Well, it did elaborate a little bit. Um, origin is the American. American Motorcycle Association's assertion from the 1960s that 99% of motorcyclists are law-abiding citizens okay. and therefore the bikey gangs are the 1%. 1%. Okay. Yeah. That makes more, more but also less sense. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, uh, 
This one will be able to relate to a bit more. One percenter. When your phone is at one percent, but that one percent ends up lasting a really long time. And then they have their quote. Wow, my phone pulled such a one percenter last night. <laughs> <laughs> what? Anyways, uh, gotta love the Urban Dictionary. Um, I forgot to get an AFL one percent definition in front of me, but it's essentially the main one is like spoils. Mm-hmm. So a spoil comes down as one percent. A shepherd is the other wow, one. Wow, really? It's all those sort of um, things. Okay, that Harris are like... Andrews. Harris Andrews's choice makes sense because didn't he break the record for the yep. most spoils? So against Sydney a few weeks yeah. ago, he had twenty three spoils. <laughs> That's one every six. Even better than one every six minutes. Like one every five. Yeah, that is actually unbelievable. And he took a whole bunch of contested marks as well. So I'm thinking, right? If mm-hmm. Harris Andrews is doing a lot of spoils, yeah. there are some serious business opportunities here. Okay. I'm, I'm intrigued. Because if I'm... I'm putting, if my, I'm I'm putting what... my Shark Tank hat on. <laughs> oh, you won't want to buy into this business model. <laughs> if, let's say I'm stuck at a party, right? Yeah. And it's a really lame party. Yeah. Then all I have to do is bring Harris Andrews along and he'll spoil the party <laughs> and <laughs> I'll be able to get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like or, that one. I could you, use that one. Yeah, exactly. Or if, like, you're doing an exam, right? Yeah. And you're struggling to get to that 50%. You know he's going to get that, give you that extra, extra 1%. 1% to get. <laughs> yeah. Yes, love He's going to be the difference between you passing and you not. I'm actually going to use him as my inspiration for the exams in the next few weeks. <laughs> you, Alternative- you graduate, you come up on stage, you have that cool hat, and you dedicate your graduation to Harris Andrews. That's what I'm picturing. But it works both ways because if you don't really care about your exams and you just want to get out of there and you want to, you know, spoil your career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You get him. him as well. He is he works, multi-purpose. He works both ways, attack and defense. Yeah, and he's young, so he has plenty of time to lead his franchise. <laughs> if I may quote Deadpool, <laughs> too. Um, I can't say it enough. One percent is my absolute favorite. Love what you're doing, Harris Andrews. You're on a shocking team in the Brisbane Lions, but you are doing everything in your power to make sure you get all those one percenters. He actually got 21 percenters on the weekend and uh, Essendon got 42 as a team. So, <laughs> um, good on him. That's that's um, a I solid, love what you're doing. Performance. You're my favourite player now. <laughs> I got my eye on you. Because at the end of the year, we are going to do a ceremony for who had the most one percenters in the year. And also, I reckon he might be on track to beat the most uh, spoils in a year. Uh, Josh oh, really? Gibson has that at the moment at 191. I reckon he's going to beat it. Oh. So I've, I've got my eyes on you, Harris Andrews. Very, very impressed. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> That's so good. Um, moving on to my stat now. I did tell you before the show that it will also be a guess that top 10, um, but it's inside 50s this week. In response to uh, Jordan, Jordan Dugowie, he had 12 inside 50s, 10 to half time, almost broke the record. I think the record is 16. He um, was on track. Yeah, he was on track to beat the record. I think they slowed down. Um, and they sent the, Jack Viney to him in the second yeah, half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they took and then they took the gas off for a bit um, in the third quarter. But I think the record is 16, Danger, which Dangerfield and a few others share. But I wanted to sh- highlight... Who has the most in total one percenters? Um, so I'll you give... mean inside fifties? Right, inside fifties. I got inside You're... your head. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking here, and they're almost opposite to one percenters completely. 
Um, so it's all the small players. So if you want to take a step, I'm sure you'll get get some. Well, I'll start with Dangerfield. Yeah, Danger is Danger is number two with so, sixty three. So there's one player better than Dustin Patrick. Martin. No, he's well, on, I, is he on the list? Yeah, he's on the list. He's not better. Um, is Lance Franklin on the list? I yes. know he missed a few games. Lance but... Franklin is 12th and he missed three games. He has definitively the least amount of games on that team. Everyone, Every other player there has 11 games. He has nine and he's still half halfway up that list. So wow. Uh, if you're talking about influential players, not just goal kickers, I would put Buddy is up there. I'm just going to go with Tom Mitchell just because he has so much of the ball. Um, no, that oh no, he is there. He's right at the bottom at the equal sixteenth with four other uh, four. Right other at the bottom in a league of four hundred players, he's well, at sixteenth of the top twenty. Glad to see he has second high last. standards. Of the top twenty, he is second last. Uh, Jackson McRae. Yeah, he is there. I can't see him though. No, maybe he's not there. No, he's not there. Oh no, he's there. Thirteenth um, with fifty-two. Uh, Seedsman. Yep, 11. and led. Yeah, no, Laird's not there. Laird's not there. Laird's not there. Laird, Laird I would assume, is the kick before yeah. the inside 50. Uh, Sicily? Nope. Kick before. Is probably the kick, kick before. before. Tom Phillips? No, nah, kick before. Gaff? No. Gaff, that, that's the big inclusion, the big uh, exclusion from this list that I would think because uh, we'll get to it later, but I would say that most people have Gaff in their All-Australian team, but I think he's a, he's their like, out-and-out best inside midfielder at the moment. Well, with Shuey injured. Yeah, yeah. Outside player, which are the players that tend, like, are more intended to get um, the inside 50s. You still haven't got the number one. We'll we'll just think, just we'll do one more. Who do you think is the number one inside 50 player? Oh, I don't even know with this one. I'm going to go a bit left field, Heaney. No. It's a North Melbourne player, Sean Higgins. Mr. Game still has the most by five. Um, he's a champion. He's He is so good. Um, and I said it will get to it again. But if you don't have him in your All-Australian team, I think that's a big, big mistake because he is on fire this year. And he, him him and Brown and Zebul leading from the front, I would say those two and Brown um, are the reason the North North Melbourne is doing so well as well as coaching the, a young defence. But Sean Higgins, what a player this year. Yeah, he's had an incredible season mm-hmm. and kudos to him because people didn't think he had it in him after he got injured a lot early in yeah. his career. But he clearly has it and he's one of the best players in the AFL at the moment. Now, for our other segment this week, we're going to do something together. We are going to... We've both come up with our... Or, oh, sorry. We've both come up with a mid-season All-Australian team that we yep. think well, based on current form, would be the best team in the AFL. Um, perfect time, middle of the year, to come up with the team. So, Crazy, did you want to run through your team and I'll tell you the differences with mine? Yeah. Um, so we'll just go straight into it. My back, my six back will be Jenna, Neville Jeddah, Alex Rance, Tom Stewart, Roy Laird, McGovern and Sisley. Um, I think Sisley is the the big difference. In the middle, I'll have Gaff, Cochin, Fife, Mitchell, Gorn, and McRae, with Mitchell and McRae obviously as followers, as with Gorn in the ruck. And then half forward, 
will be a little bit different, I would say. Caddy Darling, now looking at the stat, I'll probably bring in Higgins into the half-forward flank. And then full forward, I have to put Tom McDonald into the team because I think he's the most important player uh, for their club at the moment. And Big Ben Brown and Robbie Gray, obviously. And then the bench would probably be Grundy, Buddy Franklin, um, Dugowie and Oliver. So uh, Dusty doesn't make the cut at this point. No, Dusty didn't make the cut on mine either. Neither did Cochin. That was a big surprise mm-hmm. for me with your team. Uh, our defences are pretty similar. I don't have Alex Rance. I went with uh, Robbie Tarrant instead. Okay. I think Rance has been all right, but you have to reward Tarrant because you have to look at what North Melbourne's doing at the moment with their stingy defence. Yeah. And you can't really argue with that, whereas, I mean, Rance got destroyed by Jack Darling and uh, Josh Kennedy a few weeks ago. And I think that's a little blip. There. Um, apart from that, my backline's basically the same. I had Sicily as well. Mm-hmm. I think I he, think he's absolute gun. Like, no matter what you think of him as a person, like person on the field, absolute gun. Yeah, but he takes the game on. There's not enough players in this game who can take the game on mm-hmm. with current zoning. Um, so good on him for doing that. Did you have five on the wing? No, uh, I technically I did. I just did six midfield. The five midfielders and a ruckman. I didn't really like. Position okay. them, position them. Fair enough. I had Tom Phillips and Gaff on the wing, and then okay, yeah. it was Fife, um, Mitchell, McRae, and Gorn. Yeah, so pretty much. Is, yeah. yeah, pretty much the exact same. Wow, Tom Paul, Phillips. That is a huge... I don't think that's as... No, 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 no. As in, like, in term, I think he he's in contention for All-Australian, but who would have thought that he would be even considered last year? He's the most improved player yeah, in the competition. competition. By far, yeah. Comfortably. There is not a lot of good wingers in the league anymore. You mm-hmm. even have to look at Gaff as playing midfield, um, inside mid more than outside, outside mid. Yeah. So he would be one of the best wingers in the league. Now, it's interesting. Uh, our forward line's... Differ well quite a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. You've gone three talls. Yes, I have gone three three talls. Well, two talls and caddy. I don't know. Caddy at this stage is both tall and small. I think that's his. Didn't you have appeal. McDonald, Darling, Brown, and Caddy? Yes, I did. So that's three talls. Oh yeah, and then Caddy. Wow, that is a yeah. You're it's right. A very tall forward line, and you're playing two ruckman. Ah mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So when the ruckman goes forward, it is possible for you to add four tall forwards. Yeah, four, four and Robbie Gray. I think that's a solid, solid. Four tall forwards, then Caddy and Robbie Gray. Yeah, but Higgins will go. Higgins is also in that team. Yeah, so it's Higgins. He'll Gray. recycle a bit of midfield. Yeah. I love how neither of us have got. Uh, so neither of us have got Martin. No. No Dangerfield. No. No Selwood. No. You had Clayton Oliver, which surprised yeah, me bench, a little bit. last player. Um, I didn't have him anywhere near my team. I didn't even consider him. Did you have Cripps in your team? No. No way! I completely forgot about any any players from Carlton, if I'm going to be How honest. How did you not have Cripps in the team? It's not like he's like top in the league for contested possessions or anything. No, none of that. Um, yeah, I would probably have to reconsider this, but... And then... I don't know. Where would you put him? Like I Well, I had him on my bench... So my starting midfield. So yeah, I'd probably replace. I'd probably replace Grundy for for Cribs then. Yep, and one major difference I had was I played Ben Jacobs on my well, bench. Well, this is the contentious issue that we had. Is I'm a bit of a traditionalist when it comes to all Australian. I don't think I would ever pick a tagger to be in my team just theoretically because I wouldn't want. Like to go like theoretically, the idea of the all Australian team is you'd go off and you'd play 
another like another team and I wouldn't uh, my style of coaching wouldn't be to have a tagger but I understand the merit of having him there he's shut down everyone you name a big player he's shut them down he shut down Joel Selwood on the weekend add that to the list he got Dusty he got Zorko he's gone everyone he's yeah. gone to like if I'm building a team and I can take out the other team's best player yeah of course I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Of course a... I'm going to have him in my team. And yeah. on top of that, right, he's not like just your traditional tiger in the fact that, you know, he just shuts down them. He's still getting okay numbers. And I'm not saying he's getting 30 possessions a game, but he's getting 20s um, yeah. and he's doing enough with the ball to be influential enough as a midfielder. Mm-hmm. Like, a if huge... you're doubling up like that, like, mm-hmm. he's just a slightly better Scott Selwood, essentially. Yeah, he's um, a huge, huge... He's another player that has definitely improved... Immense, like immensely, yeah. Over the past year, well, it's just uh, he's not injured anymore, yeah. which helps a great deal. No, it's interesting. And then I had Yo was another difference mm. on my. I think bench. Yo, Yo was Yo was gonna come in, but then I just couldn't fit him. That's tough. So you had Yo, and I had F- Franklin, and so you had Franklin in your team. Yeah, I have to pick Buddy. I think that's my bias. Yep, that, bias. you said that on the train yeah. trip. In uh, that was your bias pick, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yep, pretty sure that's going to be Franklin." Yeah, teams are pretty similar. There is a few differences which are interesting, and I would love to go into detail about it. However, we're supposed to have finished three minutes ago, so we are going to move right along straight into the tips. And I had a look ahead at the tips this week. My oh. God, aside from this first game, which I'm going <laughs> to have to use my fifty point margin on just because well, none it's... of the other games games are applicable. Yeah. So I got in before you. Oh, that's um, a bit unfair, but all right. Was, that was a bit of a cheap shot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so the first game's Port Adelaide Bulldogs. Port Adelaide would be up by 50 in the early third quarter. Yeah. Um, just because Bulldogs will have two goals at the time, if they're lucky. <laughs> if they're lucky. <laughs> um, what's your tip? Um, no, I, I can't tip against Port Adelaide at this point either. I don't, I don't see Bulldogs winning this in the slightest. Um, next, though... Is a blockbuster on Friday night. The Sydney Swans take on the West Coast Eagles in a 1v3 clash at the SEG. Oh, this is tough to tip. Sydney Sydney have only lost at the SEG, so that's something to think about. So don't put uh, your usual premonitions away of the home team advantage because Sydney is the only team that doesn't have that at this stage. Um, well, I think... All the teams on the bottom of the ladder don't well, have that advantage, yeah. but that's of, more because they're the top, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> of the top eight. So this is a big, big game. I'm going to tip Sydney. We'll see. I'm tipping West Coast. <laughs> yeah, okay. West Fine. Coast want revenge. Can I just throw in another fact? Mm-hmm. So there's six games this round, and they decided that a Thursday night game was a good idea. I, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it for, for big blockbusters on a Thursday. Yeah, same, but you need... There is only one game on the Sunday now because they've put the game but on the Thursday. But it's a very, very good game. Still, we need backups. I went through this in my survival <laughs> guide last week. This is not okay. Okay. The AFL has obviously not listened to my guide. Uh, West Coast to win by three goals there. And now, this is just going to be a strange clash. Uh, Carlton versus Fremantle at Etihad. Oh, who's ne- g- negative. Who's not going to lose? Negative fans <laughs> at that ground. So it's a uh, Michael Walters won't play. Um, Carlton off the bye. Damn, it's like the battle of the lowest scorers. Um, uh, okay, I'll tip Carlton. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll tip Carlton for another win. No way. Yeah, oh, you took that it. tip from me. I'm going to go for Fremantle because they get five back. Just yeah. this, And he's had a weak rest. Just this little-known player called Five. 
Are you going to use your fifty point margin there? Um, I, I hope you know. No, where you're no, I won't use my use fifty point. I will use my. I'll use my the joke fifty point margin where it might be fifty points between them. Okay, fair enough. Is that for this game, uh, Gold Coast and Kilda? <laughs> so it'll be fifty points between these two games. Yeah, <laughs> they all they all share about twelve and a half points. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, so are you going for them to score less than fifty combined, or both teams to score under fifty? I would say that as a combined score of 112. What a thrilling game of football this is going to be, and it's going to be like 10 goals, 66, or something yeah. like that. Um, so who are you tipping, though? <laughs> For this game, ooh, it's at Metricon. I'm going to tip the Gold Coast. I think it's do or die for Saints, and I think they're going to fall off the cliff. I'm going to tip something I've never tipped before, a draw. You're going to tip a draw? <laughs> I'm <laughs> tipping a draw. In which case... I'm going to have to wrap next week. <laughs> so you can look forward to that if that happens. By the way, if I get this tip, like, I just I just win AFL yeah, by you dummies. Yeah, you, you win the tipping competition. No. You win you win everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, next game, and this will be the only draw I tip for the year. I'm not going to be one of those people like, oh, I got the draw tip. Yeah, but you tipped it the previous 67 games. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Hawthorne Adelaide at the MCG this on is, Saturday this night. Is a, this is a bigger game than the ladder suggests. Both are trying to push push teams out of the eight and replace them. I'm going to make a big – I'm going to tip Hawthorne here. And I'm going to call it now, 50-point margin, end of the game. Adelaide are done. They're cooked. I'm calling it now. Big call. Hawthorne I'm by 50 points. I'm just stunned at the moment. Had Hawthorne by 50 points. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm actually speechless. I'm going to go with uh, Hawthorne as well, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But not by 50 points. It's going to be a blockbuster game really close right until the end. And then Sunday afternoon. Ooh, what a game. Geelong with the home game at the MCG. <laughs> that is so music unfair. to the ears of every Richmond fan out there. If this was at GMHBA, this we're done. A... We're just straight up done. Uh, this is a bigger cover-up than Watergate. I'm not even joking. This yeah. is ridiculous. I'm tipping Richmond. I, the Richmond of the MCG. It's so unfair. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel sorry for Geelong. They haven't done anything wrong. They actually had a home game at GMHBA last year against Richmond, but it changed this year because they won the flag. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thank you, AFL. I give you a lot of criticism, but pretty happy with this one. So... No, I I don't know what my view is on the whole situation with GMHBA Stadium, how many games they should have there. But I'm guessing because they don't have Richmond there this year, they'll have another team down there. Um Anyways, bit <laughs> lopsided, but I'll go with it as a Richmond fan. And that's the show. Been good fun this week, Chris. I did really like your uh, coach's questions <laughs> uh, for Gil. Um, and we'll we'll see this week if they do, in fact, uh, the news in any way or form. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening. If you want to hear us, uh, we're on iTunes, um, AFL by Dummies. Uh, the one with the black logo, not the old one from last year. <laughs> or just the one that's posting regularly at the moment um so we'll post up all our episodes there if you missed any of it we're also on facebook where i'll post when we post from both of us here at afl bay dummies myself chalk and crazy have a nice afternoon everyone go tight <laughs>